It's official. Travis Green is the new associate coach for the Devils organization. And I had the chance to ask him a couple questions at his recent media availability. And he said he wanted to come to New Jersey because he wanted to win. Will that set a precedent for what's to come? Because maybe more people want to come to New Jersey to win that are not just coaches. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils Ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. A couple of episodes ago, I did a quick segment in regard to the hiring of Travis Green. And on the day I am recording this episode, the Devils organization has made it official. Travis Green is now the new associate coach for the Devils taking the place of Andrew Burnett. And I had the chance to attend his media availability. I asked him a couple of questions. So we're definitely going to play the sound bites throughout the course of this episode. And I'm going to share with you guys my thoughts on the hiring and what his role is going to be. So to begin today's episode, I was given some more information courtesy of the Devils PR team. And here's what they had to say in regard to Green. They said, Green was Vancouver's head coach for parts of five seasons from 2017, 2018 to 2021, 2022. Remember, he was fired about 20 games into his final year with the Canucks organization. He finished with a record of 133, 147, and 34. He led the Canucks to the second round of the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. Remember, that was played in the bubble. And the team posted a 36, 27, and 6 record in the regular season. Before coaching in the NHL, Green was a head coach for the Utica Comets in the AHL from 2013-2014 to 2016-2017, winning 35 or more games in all four seasons. Utica clinched two postseason bursts under Green's guidance and advanced to the 2015 Calder Cup Final. While with Vancouver, Green coached Quinn Hughes, the older brother of Jack and Luke, and dare I say, he now gets to coach the better brothers in Jack and Luke. But in regard to the hiring, here's what head coach Lindy Ruff had to say. He said, quote, Travis has a wealth of coaching experience from his time at the junior AHL and NHL levels. He is super excited about working with our team. And I know his attention to detail with the game will have a positive impact. Travis's energy and engaging personality are great assets for our group and a huge benefit when working with our players one-on-one. Okay, so like I said, I had the chance to attend his press conference to speak with the media and basically introduce himself and provide some background information. Well, one of the questions that was asked to him was, why did he choose the Devils? Because some of the other options that were reported that he was mulling between were the Calgary Flames and also the Toronto Maple Leafs. Here's what he had to say. You had chosen New Jersey over a, a couple teams. Um, just sort of what did you see in, in this team? Um, and is is that sort of a league-wide perception now that that this is, you know, the young core here is kind of budding and, and you know, you kind of want to latch onto that maybe? Well, that was a big part of it. Uh, I think for me, uh, through the journey of deciding where I wanted to coach and, and talking with different teams, there was two things that were really important to me. 
Uh, one was winning and two, the people that I was going to work with uh, from players and coaching staff and, and management. And, uh, you know, New Jersey really checked all the boxes, a uh, young, exciting team that's been developed through the draft and you've seen them slowly mature. And last year they had a great season uh, and they really have a, in my opinion, a, a chance to win and win long-term. And then the people that you get to work with, uh, like I mentioned, Lindy and Tom, being able to work with them, but also the rest of the coaching staff uh, with Ryan, Chris, uh, Sergey, uh, Dave, goalie coach. Um, you know, there, it's, you're always looking to learn and get better as a coach. And, uh, you know, they, that New Jersey really checked every everything that I was looking for uh, when it came to joining a team. I find that actually quite interesting that he said that it was not only just the group of players that he gets to work with, but it's also the winning atmosphere because the Devils had a very successful season in which they were able to reach the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, ultimately losing to the Carolina Hurricanes, but they exceeded expectations. And like Tom Fitzgerald said during one of his recent media availabilities, the window is just opening for the Devils, and a lot of fans should be excited for the growth and development and what the future is going to hold for players like Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, hopefully Timo Meyer. We'll see what the tandem of Vanacek and Schmidt can do in the future. Dougie Hamilton had a career year, and there's also a lot of other prospects to get excited for, like Shimon Nemetz, Luke Hughes, Alexander Holtz, Nolan Foote, Griziuk. The, the list goes on. So, the Devils have a lot going for them. And the fact that he was uh, basically narrowing his options down to the Maple Leafs, Devils, and Flames, I found that quite compelling because we know what the organization is like for the Flames for the time being, which is it's respectfully kind of not in a good place because a lot of their key players, they want out. In fact, there's a report saying that Tyler Toffoli might be uh, on his way out as well via a trade. We saw Johnny Goodrow leave. We saw Matthew Kachuk leave. And now for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, we've been hearing the rumors saying, like, will the Maple Leafs be able to keep Austin Matthews? Will they be able to keep Mitch Marner? Will they be able to keep William Nylander? And so on. The fact that Green, and, uh, and this actually applies to another player that we're actually going to talk about in a future episode. I'm going to revisit the topic in which Connor Hellebuck says he's interested in joining the Devils via a trade. He says that that probably is his preferred destination, according to Elliot Freeman. But digressing a little bit, the name of the game for the Devils organization is that their culture for the time being is about winning and it's going to attract a lot of people. Thus, that's how they got Travis Green added to their coaching staff. And maybe they're going to get another big name player. However, Timo Meyer is top priority for the time being. But I like that the culture is starting to shift in New Jersey, which is People want to come to the Devils organization because they're seeing that the window is just opening. The core is signed long term. There's a lot of up and coming players. There's a lot of players that fall under the radar. So Eric Halla says he wants to remain here long term. Then once again, Green is joining the coaching staff and he turned down the offers from the Flames and the Maple Leafs to join the Devils. And now Hellebuck is reportedly wanting to come to the Devils. So basically the culture is shifting for New Jersey and I love it. And now I had the chance to ask uh, Green, what lessons and also techniques is he going to take from his time in Vancouver and transfer it over to New Jersey? Here's what he had to say. Welcome once again to New Jersey, Travis. Uh, my first question. Hey, thanks, Trey. 
Uh, my first question for you, are there any specific lessons or techniques that you picked up while you were still coaching in Vancouver that you hope to transfer over to New Jersey? Oh, man, I think as a coach, you're always, uh, you know, you're always trying to learn, trying to figure out new techniques as far as uh, what's working in the league, certain trends, maybe get ahead of trends. I think, uh, you know, in Vancouver, we did study offense uh, and try to how do we install it? How do we teach it? How do we practice it? Uh, and look for certain scenarios in the game that you can take advantage of to score. Uh, I look forward to trying to do that with New Jersey. Uh, and also on the power play as well. Uh, teaching and learning are, are a big part of the power play. And uh, when you've got young players uh, that are as good as they are already, that that's what excites me. My thing for Green is, and I touched on it a couple episodes ago, is that I feel as though he wasn't given a fair chance in Vancouver because – I read you guys' record, and obviously it wasn't all that impressive. But if we look at the context as to what happened, we know what the Canucks organization is like for the time being, and they were like that a few years ago. And it's not giving Green a chance because he didn't really have a good roster to work with. And the only highlight of his tenure with the Canucks was obviously reaching the second round of the playoffs back in 2020. So I don't think it's fair to point the finger and say, look at Green's record. He did nothing for Vancouver. Quite honestly, whenever Lindy Ruff's tenure as head coach for the Devils comes to an end, I would be curious to see how would Green prevail if he was given the reins to lead the Devils organization. Now, I don't know how long Lindy Ruff is going to remain the head coach for the Devils. He'll leave on his own terms, given how successful he, he has been as the Devils head coach and also, it's just like there's no clear indication that he has his eyes set on retirement. But at the end of the day, Lindy Ruff, he is getting up there in age. So you have to consider that a little bit. I don't know how long Green is going to remain with the organization. Is it going to be one year? And then it's sort of going to be like Andrew Burnett, where he looks for another opportunity elsewhere to become a head coach sooner rather than later. Don't really know. But the main point I want to make is that if Green is ever given a chance to be head coach for the Devils. I would be curious to see how he would be able to utilize the talent that he's being given because obviously when he was van with Vancouver, he wasn't given that fair chance. And as we all know, when a team usually struggles, the first scapegoat is the head coach. So, and unfortunately Green fell victim to that. So if Green is given an opportunity to be the head coach for the Devils, I honestly, I wouldn't complain and I would see how it would go moving forward. But for right now, his main priority is to focus on the power play and focus on being the second man in charge behind the devil's bench. Okay, so let's talk about the power play because obviously that's the big talking point that a lot of people have. And I'm going to share my thoughts on it momentarily. But before we do, I want to play a couple sound bites. So Ryan Novozinski and James Nichols both ask questions in regard to how Green is going to execute in terms of being the power play coach for the Devils because I'd say that was one of the biggest Achilles heels last season for the Devils. So Novo focused on like the role in general. And then James sort of talked about like, what would he want to work on? Would he want to tweak on anything? Or is he satisfied with it for the time being? Check out these sound bites. You be the judge, but I'll uh, share my thoughts afterward. Your thoughts on, yeah. on the yeah. potential of of this power play and, and what it could do. Um, and I guess, is that kind of going to be the, the main focus of, of your uh, role there? Uh, Lindy and I will obviously 
talk about other details, um, but we did talk about running the power play and, and obviously giving input uh, where needed in, in any situation. But when you look at the New Jersey as a whole and look at their team from a power play standpoint, uh, it's hard not to get excited. Um, you know, I think there's a certain components that you need uh, to be a top power play in the league and uh, starting with skill and high-end skill. And I think uh, it's obvious to everyone that New, New Jersey has a lot of that with their young players that are coming in. Obviously, knowledge <clears throat> of the power play, uh, becoming knowledgeable about uh, how to beat penalty kills, uh, that that comes with a little bit of age and being in the league for a while. I, I saw that firsthand with uh, our group in Vancouver uh, where we had a lot of high-end skilled players, but they, they slowly got better on the power play from being in the league. And I think when you have that knowledge and skill and you compete hard, you've got a chance to, to be a top power play unit. And I see Jersey having that possibility with the, with the group there. Um, been able to maybe study the uh, Devils power play at all, maybe, maybe the uh, the penalty kill as well. I know it's fresh, but if you had any chance to look at it, what do you think you're going to bring to it? Maybe that's a, a little bit different. Any, any tweaks you might uh, make there or, or if you think it's, it's uh, you know, good as is. Well, it's, uh, they finished 13th last year. Uh, you know, they're probably a percent, two percentage points from being a, a top 10 unit. Um, uh, I have watched a little bit of it. Obviously, you want to see what the, you know, what the lineup looks like once training camp comes. But for me, uh, you know, you talk about power play. There's a foundation of what you want to do as a group. And I think it's important that a coach, uh, you know, you've got to study the, the power play unit and see there might be certain things that you like to do as a coach, but that unit might not be set up to, to run a certain play with their hands or something like that. And now you've got to look for different options. But from what I see, uh, this is a unit that has the skill. Uh, they've got smart players, obviously competes a big part of power play. Uh, when you look at the, the top power play units in the league, they have skill, they have knowledge and they have compete. And, uh, you know, that'll be a foundation of our group. Uh, but I'm excited to study, study a little more once we, throughout the summer and look at the power play to see what we can what they've done well uh what i think maybe they can do better and maybe add to it uh but also teaching the power play to young players is important so um they really really learn the power play themselves and how you can beat certain penalty kills and, and look for moments in a in a power play that uh that might help you score a goal okay so my quick thoughts on the devil's power play Here's what I would have to say, which is, like I said moments ago, it was one of the few weaknesses that the Devils had this past season because their power play was never consistent. Yes, they were able to finish 13th in the entire NHL, but a few weeks prior to that, they were ranked 18th. So their power play, like I've said in previous recent episodes, it's anywhere from decent to mediocre. It's never all that extravagant. It's never all that great. But at the same time, sometimes their worst is better than most teams' best. And I'm certainly not going to complain about it. But when people were talking about Andrew Burnett, him leaving, and how the power play might take a turn, I just want to keep people honest and say the power play wasn't really all that great for the Devils. Now, here are my thoughts as to how Green can help the Devils' power play because he now has to take the pieces from Andrew Burnett and try to make it his own, similar to what Andrew Burnett had to do when Mark Recchi was fired from the Devils bench. So my thing is simply this. The Devils have a lot of talent on their power play. Obviously, you got Jack Hughes. You got Nico Heischer. You got Jesper Bratt. You got Dougie Hamilton. 
And yes, you add Timo Meyer to the mix as well. And I think Meyer was a huge X factor as to why the Devils were able to improve on the power play toward the end of the season. Because when Meyer was added, the Devils, their power play, it was like below the 15th position, which was pretty much mediocre. And then towards the end of it, Meyer was able to transform it and it become a little bit more decent, hanging in front of the net, being physical and playing all that tough brand of hockey that he is so accustomed to. So my thing is the Devils have a lot of talent that can be utilized in order for them to have a successful power play. And I expect for them to take a few steps forward because that's what I want the Devils to work on. And I think that's going to really uh, determine if they're going to take steps forward in terms of their development, which is the power play has to improve because the, the Devils have too much talent on that power play unit to be mediocre. And I tweeted out about it during the season. I said, once Meyer, Hamilton, Hughes, Heischer, Brat, everyone else, whether they're on the first power play or the second power play, once they're able to get it going, this is going to be scary for the league because we know what all those players that I just listed are capable of doing, and that's just their first power play unit. And another thing that I think the Devils need to work on is that they need to even out the talent just a little bit more because early on in the season, what was one of the complaints for the power play, which was despite the Devils not really scoring on the man advantage, their first power play unit seemed very top-heavy compared to their second power play unit. So when their first power play unit went off into the bench and their second power play unit came out, people didn't have as high as hopes compared to their first unit. So that's what I think Green needs to work on, which is balance out the power play just a little bit more because the first power play unit, very top heavy. But the second power play unit, there's some talent, don't get me wrong, but it's not really up to par compared to the first unit. So courtesy of Daily Faceoff, here's what they project that the second power play unit will look like for the Devils. You got Yegor Sharangovich, Dawson Mercer, possibly Alexander Holtz, Luke Hughes, and Andre Palat on the second power play unit. Because remember, now that Damon Severson is gone, there is an opening on the Devils power play. So when I read that second power play unit, and once again, courtesy of Daily Faceoff, that's what they're projecting for the second unit to look like. I don't project for Holtz to be on the second power play, but you know uh, uh, that could be subjective. But digressing a little bit, you just see the, the power imbalance, which is it's got to get a little bit more even. So for Luke Hughes, I think he'll definitely do uh, well come next year. How will he do on the power play? I need to see him in more game action. Obviously, he went above the call of duty in, during the course of the Devils' playoff run. So I'll definitely give him his roses in that regard. But he's still a, a bit of a question mark because we got to see him in more game opportunities. For Yegor Sharangovich, I talked about it a few episodes ago, which is Sharangovich knows how to skate fast, but ultimately, if his offense is taken away, he's not really doing much out there. And he even said it. He's not winning the battles in the corner. He's not playing aggressive. He's not putting his body on the line. For Dawson Mercer, I'd say Mercer is the best offensive unit on that second power play. Andre Palat, well, I, I want to say he adds that veteran kind of leadership. And also, he's been in that position before. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie, which is Palat needs to improve a little bit more come next year. But injuries did play a factor. So that's my thing for Green, which is you have a lot of talent on both power play units, or at least the talent is on the first power play, 
And then on the second power play, it's just like, how do you make it uh, up to par as the first one? Definitely a tall order, but you got to even it out just a little bit more. And I think that's what Devils fans were definitely pushing for. So that's my thing, which is I think the power play will improve. And I think the Devils can go anywhere from decent to a good power play team. And I think Green can definitely play a huge factor in that. Now, we're going to talk about what his personality is like behind the bench momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about Bird Dog. So Bird Dog's stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NHL, a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I'm in Arizona for a time being. It gets really hot. Luckily, I have some bird dog shorts to keep my legs cool, but stylish at the same time. And now, if you want to see Travis Green coach up close and personal come next season, then you need to head over to Game Time. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, hockey, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat right before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off, download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so I had the chance to ask uh, Green what can the players expect from him personality-wise behind the bench. Here's what he had to say. Now that you're the associate coach, what do you hope to get out of the players from a personality perspective? What can they expect from you behind the bench? Yeah, again, I'm you know I'm a guy that's pretty direct, pretty honest. Uh you know, I look at my, like any good coach, you have to, you have to be demanding with players, but also be approachable. I think that's a big part of coaching. Uh, you want to install confidence and inspire players to play their best. And I think uh, you go about that a little different with every player. And uh, if you don't get to know your players and, and have, you know, daily communication with them, then it's hard to get to know them and understand what makes them tick and, and how to get the best out of them and, and really how to help them. Uh which leads to more wins for your group. My thing is for these players, they definitely need to be whipped into shape because they are still young. They're still trying to gain the experience. So I'm glad that Green has been around the block for a good while. And he does have that sort of connection with the Utica Comets. So it's kind of a pseudo connection because once again, their NHL affiliate team at the time when Green was their head coach was the Vancouver Canucks. So technically he didn't have that association with the Devils, but now that the Yuka comments are affiliated with the Devils in the present time, I guess uh, you could say that Green has some history in the Devils pipeline, but stretching it just a bit much. Now, when looking at this move for Tom Fitzgerald, I said it a couple episodes ago, I think this is something I could definitely get behind him for because 
I was expecting for Sergey Breland to fill in the role for Andrew Burnett because prior to Burnett joining the National Predators organization officially, Burnett had nothing but high praise for Sergey Breland. Obviously, Breland was a part of the coaching staff for the Devils just this past year. He was with the Utica Comets organization not too long ago, and I think he also did a pretty good job with their power play when he was down there. So a lot of people were just anticipating for Breland to be thrusted into the role. And as a player, Breland has been a part of all three Stanley Cup championships with the Devils organization. So as a player, as a coach, he's seen the organization through thick and thin, thin and thinner, and he was getting high praise from his pre- or from his supposed predecessor. And a lot of people were just like, it has to be Breland in this case. Well, it now goes to Green. And basically, here's what I want from Green. I just said, you, you, sometimes you got to whip these players into shape because they're young and they're still inexperienced. And I want a coach to tell it as it is. And I think Green is definitely going to be a good dynamic partner with Lindy Ruff. So once again, was it a move that I foresaw? No, but it's a move that I can support Fitzgerald 100%. And Fitzgerald has been making the right moves ever since his first day in the front office for the Devils. So I am definitely not going to critique him this time around because uh, it seems like Lindy likes the hiring. It seems like everyone on the Devils discourse likes the hiring. Obviously, he has a track history of being a head coach with the Vancouver Canucks and circumstances just didn't go his way. He wasn't given a fair chance. And now he actually is setting the the standard for the Devils, which is he said he wanted to come here and win. And hopefully that opens up the floodgates for some players to say, hey, I want to be traded and I want to go to the Devils because we're already seeing it sort of with Connor Hellebuck. And I'll talk about that in a future episode. But free agency is only like a week or two away. And I don't know how the Devils are going to construct the roster. Obviously, they got some players to bring back. But the fact that you're getting people like Green saying, I wanted to go to the Devils organization as opposed to the Flames or the Maple Leafs, because both of them have very good hockey histories. Both of them are based in Canada and both of them have a bigger fan base compared to the Devils. And I'm not trying to knock the Devils organization any which sort of way, but let's face it, the, the Devils are no match for a lot of Canadian fan bases. But digressing a little bit, the fact that Green said, I want to come here, win, and work with what I can potentially be given, I think that's definitely going to set an example for a very bright future for New Jersey because now people want to come to New Jersey play hockey and actually win and not just say, I'm going to go there because it was my only option. Hopefully I get dealt away at the trade deadline and we'll see how it goes. Or I'm basically having one foot out the door already. People want to come here and win. And I'm glad that green is here. I think the players will like them. I think the devil's discourse will like them. So I like the move and it's not what I anticipated, but Hey, Fitzgerald making the right moves once again. So Let me know what you guys think. What did you think of the Travis Green hiring? Do you support it? If not, hypothetically, what would you like to have seen happen? I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, or the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys next episode. Thanks for listening once again.